So if you're wondering, what is a scorecard? It is a simple but powerful tool that allows you to track the KPIs that are most important to your business. Welcome to the Success Club, the podcast where we delve into all things business, marketing, mindset, and how to succeed as an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Shakira Jade, multiple seven-figure business owner and business coach with a passion for helping people succeed and blaze their own trail in business. If you are ready to uplevel your skills, your mindset, and step into your next level self, then you've come to the right place. Think of me as your business bestie, as we navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and life. Each week, I'll be taking you through business strategies, along with resources and actionable steps so that you can make your wildest dreams a reality. I invite you to be a part of the Success Club by subscribing to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to a new episode of the podcast. I hope that you are enjoying the episodes so far and loving the podcast. I have had some beautiful feedback, which I am so grateful for. So thank you so much. And if you want to give me any feedback on the podcast, I am all ears. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. I would love to hear from you because I love getting feedback and I want to know what I can improve on so that I'm continually improving. In today's episode, we are going to talk about why implementing a weekly scorecard will be a game changer in your business. If you haven't heard of a scorecard and you don't know what it is, don't worry. I'm going to explain everything for you so that you get a full understanding of what a scorecard is. I'm sure that as a business owner or entrepreneur, you're always looking for ways to measure the performance of your business. And you're probably looking for ways to keep your team accountable for achieving the goals that you set as a business. And I'll be honest, when I started my business, I had no idea what I was doing. Like no idea. (laughs) I just started and figured that everything would fall into place. I had no idea about finances. I had no idea about KPIs. I probably only started paying attention to sales after about maybe five or six years of running my business. I was just kind of doing my thing and I wasn't really thinking about sales or KPIs or hitting certain goals within my business. And I really just had no clue what I was doing, but I learned over the years. I learned through education, whether that was through books or going to seminars or being taught by professionals I learned so much about how to grow and scale a business. And one of the best things that I ever discovered was a book called Traction. It's something I've talked about on my Instagram a lot, and I am obsessed with it. Basically, it is an obsession at this point. Um, So it's a book called Traction, and it's based on the entrepreneurial operating system, which they shortened to EOS. And one of those principles in that book is a weekly scorecard. So if you're wondering, what is a scorecard? This random word that you have been spouting about. It is a simple but powerful tool that allows you to track the KPIs that are most important to your business. So it's designed to be used on a weekly basis to measure the progress 
of your business and also to hold your team members accountable for their work. So the scorecard is broken down into approximately eight to 15 KPIs that are specific to your business. And they've also got to be things that are aligned with your company's goals and vision. So each KPI is given a target amount And then alongside that target amount is who is responsible for hitting that target. The idea behind having a scorecard is to provide a clear way to measure your progress and then to identify the areas where you feel like additional support might be needed or there's a place where you might need to pivot within your business. One of the reasons that a scorecard is so effective is that it gives you feedback for your business in real time. So rather than waiting for your monthly or quarterly profit and loss statement to roll in, you can read the data, accurate data every single week and make decisions quickly. And then you can pivot accordingly. If you wait for those monthly or quarterly reports to come in, then you've already lost too much precious time. So if you review a scorecard every single week, you can quickly and easily see the areas where your business is lacking or it's thriving. And then you can give attention to those specific areas. Another key benefit is that you can see changes from week to week and you can see changes in over time. To give you an example, we use Shopify and we have a dashboard within Shopify. And I'm sure if you use any kind of, you know, sales system or online system, there's generally some kind of reporting option or there's a dashboard or something like that where you can look at, you know, your week sales or your month sales or your year sales. And you can kind of have a little snapshot of everything that's happening in your business over that time period. But what it doesn't show you is side by side the trajectory of the business. So when you have a scorecard and you start inputting the figures each week and you see them side by side, you can see if your figures are going up, if they're going down, if they're improving over time or they're decreasing over time. And then you can start to look for the areas that you need to work on to improve those figures. So for example, in my business, we might notice that our average customer spend has dropped over time. So this is one of our KPIs that we measure each week. So once we know this and we can see that our customer spend is dropping, then we know that we have to go back to our staff and give them some extra training and support to make sure that they're upselling and making the most of every single customer that comes through. If we were just to look at the sales alone, we all we would see is that the sales have decreased. And we may look at the sales figure and there could be so many different reasons why that sales figure has decreased and we may not know the reason why. Whereas if we can really look deeper and see that the average customer spend has decreased, then we can pinpoint that problem and we know exactly where to go to fix that problem. So I'm going to describe some of the KPIs that we use in my business. These are obviously going to be personalized to you and your business. And this is something that you need to work out to give you the best data and give you the most accurate KPIs. But I will share some of ours so that you can get a little bit of an understanding as to what you need to be looking for. So in our salon business, we do some things such as total sales. So the top column is total sales. We want to know what we did this week for the sales. The next column, we look at the retail products that we've sold to see how many retail products we sold in that 
previous week. The next one we have a look is our retail conversion. So this is the amount of clients who have purchased retail products in that week. The next one we look at is our average spend. So this is the amount that each customer spends on average when they come to our salon. We then also have a look at a rebooking percentage. So we want to see who is rebooking, making sure our clients are coming back and making sure we have good customer retention. And then we look at our number of clients. So we want to see how many clients we had coming through that week. And this can often be tied to our marketing. So if we notice that our number of clients is dropping from week to week, then we may need to look at our marketing to make sure that we have enough new clients coming in. We then also look at our sales per hour. So this is the amount of sales that we have done overall divided by the hours worked by our team, and we can get a sales per hour figure. And then we have a look at our staff utilization and we do this for the week ahead. So we have a look to see how booked out our staff are for the week ahead to make sure that if we see that they don't have a lot of bookings or they've got a lot of free time in the calendar, we know we need to either run some promotions or we need to bump up our marketing to get them nice and full for that following week. And then we have a couple of other ones that we also look at such as our top salesperson and lower salesperson. And then we have a look how many consultations we had come in and if there were any adjustments. So that's when someone has to come back to have their hair fixed up. We just have a look to make sure that that number is not growing and we wanna make sure that our consultations are always healthy and there's a healthy amount of consultations coming in each week. And then in our e-commerce business, we have totally different KPIs that we look for. We still do the total sales being the top one that we're checking. We then look at our online sales, we look at our education sales, and then we look at the amount of leads coming in. So we've narrowed that down to our wholesale applications and our training inquiries. And we wanna check that those leads are coming in nice and strong every week to make sure that our marketing is working and that we don't see a dip in the amount of leads coming in. We then also look at our website visitors, which again is tied to marketing to make sure that we have a good amount of website visitors coming each week. We then have a couple of different things such as online conversion rate, our average order, customer retention, order numbers, and we look at how much we have generated from our email campaigns each week. So as you can see, both businesses have very different KPIs, and this is why it's going to be up to you to really take the time to look at what is most important in your business. What are the key targets that you need to be hitting each week to ensure that your business is successful and to check for any issues that might be arising or any problem areas where you could see things going wrong? The next thing I'm going to talk about is how to set up a scorecard of your own. There are two ways that you can set up a scorecard. There is manually in Google Sheets, which is what we do, or you can use a program to import the data each week to save you some time. Now, the reason that we do it manually is the salon business doesn't have the capacity to automatically import this data each week. We actually have to import it from the software program we use into the scorecard, which is fine. It doesn't take too long. And sometimes it is a good way to review the figures each week when we're importing this data. Whereas our Shopify site and our e-commerce store does have a lot of automated data that comes through, which we can automatically get put into the spreadsheet. So there's two different ways of doing it but just choose whatever's going to work best for you and your business and just choose the way that's going to make sure that you get it done and you're going to be able to review these figures each week. So I'm going to try to describe to you what the scorecard looks like so you can get a mental picture of how it looks. 
Um, so imagine a spreadsheet and then the top row is the dates that you're looking at. So you want to put in each week for the next 12 weeks. So you've got all the dates coming up and then down the side on the left hand side in the column section, the first column you want to have is an initial for who is accountable. So this is going to be the person that is accountable for making that goal happen. So in my business, that is generally the managers who are responsible for the particular salons or the manager who is responsible for the e-commerce store. They are the person who is responsible for making that target happen. And it's really good to have this accountability on the scorecard each week because that way somebody is accountable and that means someone has the responsibility to make things happen and they also have the authority to do so as well. So it really works well having that accountability piece when you're looking at the scorecard each week. The next column is the KPI. So this is the KPI that you've decided, um, whether that is total sales or average customer spend or whatever you decide is best for your business, that is where the KPI is going to go. Then the next column over is going to be the target amount. So some of our targets are dollar amounts. Some of them are cents. Some of the, as just a number such as website visitors, and some of them are things such as top salesperson, which is a name. So they're going to be all different things in that column. The next column is where you start to fill out the data from the previous week. We use a color coding system as well. So we do red for obviously not going too good, yellow for it's a little bit shaky, not on the best ground, and then green for everything is great, hitting our targets, doing well. And it's actually really interesting when you start using the color coding system and you step back and look at the scorecard as a whole. Some weeks you might notice there's so much red going on and then other weeks there might be a lot of green and you can just really get a quick snapshot of how the business is doing by looking at the color system on the scorecard. The other thing that we do because we have three salon locations is we stack all three locations next to each other. So we can see how each store is performing as opposed to the next one. So for example, if we're having a little bit of a slump because say in January, it's usually a little bit quieter because people have spent a lot of money at Christmas, we can sort of see how the sales are going. But if we notice that one of the salons is doing well and then the others are not, then potentially that could indicate that it's not a seasonal thing. Maybe it's not something that's happening across the board. And it could be that we need to place our attention in those two salons who are not doing so well to bring them up to the level of the one that is doing well. So it is good if you do have multiple locations to be able to kind of stack them against each other to see if you do have a slump in sales, is it something to do with the economy or the time of year or is there something deeper going on that you need to investigate? Now, setting the scorecard up is the easy part, but actually implementing it is the hard part. So it's not just a matter of setting it up and filling it out. You actually need to implement it and you need to review it every single week to keep track of your progress. So each week we hold a meeting with our leadership team, or if you don't have a leadership team and you've only got a small team, you could just do the meeting with your entire team. It's up to you and it depends on the size of your business, but I have a business with 25 employees. So that would be a lot to have in the meeting each week. So I just do it with the leadership team 
and then they filter the information down to the rest of the team. So however way you choose to do it, you just need to get it done every week without fail. And this meeting still continues on. Even if someone is on holidays, someone else will hold the meeting. And this meeting happens every single week in the business. I actually find when I'm on holidays, I still like to jump on to this meeting. It's only an hour out of my week. And I'm just always so excited to see how the business went in the past week and see what's going on and look for the little clues in the scorecard that I can find. I find it's really exciting and I love to be a part of it. So I tend to jump in on this meeting, even if I'm away or I'm on holidays, because it's just such a great meeting and it's always really insightful. Another thing you want to keep in mind is when you are reading the scorecard out and you're going through the figures, you want to give your team a chance to respond with why they think the figures are the way they are. So if we have someone new come on, we always teach them, of course, all the different figures, all the different targets, explain what they mean and how they can reach those targets or what those targets might be indicating. But it's a really good opportunity to give your team the chance to come up with a reason why those figures might be the way they are. So if they're doing really good, you could ask them, what were you doing differently last week that produced such a good result? And I know in our team, they'll often say things like, well, every person was offered an extra treatment at the basin. So that's how we were able to increase the sales or the wholesale team will say, we did a promotion this week and we ran an offer on bulk deals and we got a lot of bulk sales come through. And it's really good to ask them what they did to contribute to that success, because then that reinforces in their mind, this is good. This is a good thing. This is working. I'm going to do more of this thing and I'm going to keep going with it. As opposed to you being the boss, just saying you need to make more sales or you need to offer treatments at every basin and you need to do bulk deals to make sales. As opposed to the information coming from you, you're actually allowing your team to come up with the solutions to things on their own and come up with their own ideas and then implement their ideas, which they're far more greater chance of sticking at because it was their own idea that they came up with. So making sure that your team is really involved with the scorecard data is a really good way to motivate them and to keep them um, engaged in the business and, and looking for the success in the business. You might also find that these figures can change over time. So the figures that you want to set or the targets you want to set should be challenging, but not impossible to reach. If you're finding that you consistently just cannot hit one metric, then you might need to look at why. We recently had to adjust our average customer spend. We realized that we just needed more customers rather than trying to get our current customers to spend more. We felt that we had tried every avenue that we could. We had tried all the upselling. We had tried um, having a price increase and we still just couldn't get that average customer spend to where we wanted it. And even though we would hit it occasionally from time to time, it was never really a consistent metric that we were able to hit. So when we looked at our customer numbers, we realized that we actually could have some more customers. And when we were looking at our weekly bookings, we realized we did have a lot of white space in the calendar where we could fit more customers in. So then our attention went to the fact that we need more customers. We need to work more on our marketing. We need to look at that more to increase our sales through a higher customer amount rather than a higher customer spend. And of course, as a part of our scorecard meetings, we do a monthly and quarterly review of the figures. So we have a look at the figures to compare them month on month and then year on year. And we aim to have at least a 10% increase each year. If we can hit a 10% increase, I'm really happy. I think that is 
great for where the business is at. Um, sometimes we see more, like we love to see a 20% increase, but that's not always possible. So 10% is realistic for where my business is at right now. Keeping in mind, of course, my business is on track to turn over $4 million this year. So it is further along and it is in a place where it's not growing you know, massive amounts each year. When I first started my business for the first probably five or six years, it kept doubling every single year. So the first year was like 50,000 and then a hundred thousand and then 200,000 and then 400,000. And it was like this hundred percent increase every single year, which was so exciting. And that is definitely realistic and reasonable to expect in the first few years of your business. But once your business starts hitting around the million dollar mark and kind of goes over that each year, then you can't really expect to see doubling every single year. So at least seeing a 10 or a 20% increase is awesome. And it's also really cool to look back and see how far you've come in your business. When you review the figures and you look back and you see what you were doing this time last year or two years ago or three years ago, it's so awesome to have this data at your fingertips that you can just check anytime and see exactly what you were doing at this time on this date And you can see all the figures of the business. And I think it's really cool just to have that record. So to recap what we went over today, first off, you need to identify your most important KPIs. So before you use the scorecard, make sure that you are identifying the KPIs that are most crucial to your business. These can be things like financial metrics or a customer satisfaction rating It could also be your employee engagement levels or other things that are specific to your business. Next up, you need to determine the targets. So once you've identified your KPIs, it's time to determine the targets that you'll aim for. And you can use the color coding system to see if the metric is working, if it's on track. Um, And of course, you can choose your own colors if you would like something different. But this is a really great way to get a good snapshot of your business. The next thing you want to do is assign ownership. So each KPI should be specific to a team member or an individual within your organization. This just really helps with the accountability to make it sure everybody knows who is responsible for achieving those goals. The next thing you want to do is track your progress and hold team members accountable. So once your KPIs are defined and they've been assigned to team members, you need to track your progress on a weekly basis and then encourage the team members to report their progress and make sure that you hold them accountable for achieving those goals. And lastly, adjust the scorecard as needed. Over time, you might find that some of these KPIs aren't relevant anymore, or you need to add some new ones, or maybe you need to adjust the scorecard to make sure that the targets are achievable and that there's something that you can actually meet each week. And don't forget that you can grab your free scorecard by heading to the link in the show notes and you can download a template that you can start using in your business today. And if you do start using the scorecard, I would love it if you would DM me on Instagram and let me know what you think of it and how you felt like it has helped your business grow or how it has helped you. Um, I love hearing feedback and I love chatting all things business. So definitely feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. And then lastly, I just want to talk about my favorite thing of the week. So at the moment, I am loving online courses. I have become obsessed with online courses in the past, probably six to 12 months. I just feel like any information I need is at my fingertips, but in a deep way. Like obviously we have Google 
I mean, there's YouTube and there's a lot of cool things on there that you can learn, but I just think doing online courses and going a little bit deeper on certain topics is so valuable. And I'm really, really enjoying doing that at the moment. And I actually did one today, which was a copywriting masterclass and it was run by a company called business chicks here in Australia. And Brooke Hill was the copywriter and it was such an interesting course. Copywriting is not something that I would necessarily go out and look for or think that I need specific education on, but I saw it pop up and I thought, oh, this could be interesting because I do have to write emails and I do have to write copy for my own business. And I always want to improve in every single area of my business. So I thought I would sign up for this masterclass It didn't cost a lot, but it was so good. And I learned so much from it. It actually just opened my eyes up to this whole other world that is copywriting that I had no idea even existed. And, you know, they say you don't know what you don't know. And that's what I love so much about learning is that you end up learning things that you just didn't even know existed or had never even kind of come into the realm of your thoughts. And This was just something that I really, really enjoyed. I thought this copywriting class was great and I loved it. And I'm super excited to do more courses on different topics that can help me to grow as a person and grow in my business and just learn a new skill that can be helpful. So that is one of my favorite things. And I recommend if you are a business owner, which I'm sure you are, if you're listening to this podcast, (laughs) you should definitely look at doing courses on things that are a little bit different, like maybe something that you didn't necessarily think you needed to know more about, but you think potentially it could help your business or it could help you grow as a person. Sign up for a course on something different because you never know what you might learn or you might discover or something might unlock inside of you that you didn't know was there just because you did that course. or you took that little bit of extra learning on board. I think it's so powerful and It's one of the best ways to learn. And I think in this day and age, we're so fortunate to have the internet and we have so much at our fingertips that's so easily accessible that starting a business and growing a business is so much easier because of all these resources that we have right in front of us. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will see you next week on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it or got some value from it, please share it with a friend who you think might like it also. If you're feeling extra generous, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me to reach more people and spread my message to those who need it the most when growing their business. Thanks once again, and I'll see you here next week.